OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Doominal Crossing. Doom, how are you, sir? I I don't know. I feel like it's been a minute since we linked up on the podcast, or am I just imagining things? No, it's been a while since you and I linked up. I did sub in for you, actually, I want to say like a week or two ago now. So yeah. I did get, get a chance to speak with Dak. Uh, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, Metroid Dreads at the time new Boss Rush mode. It is about is about a month later now since we did that. But uh, yeah, I still haven't had a chance to play said boss rush mode because I've been very, very busy with school, but we're on the final stretch. We got two weeks left remaining, and then uh, definitely going to be diving into that boss rush mode. Definitely going to be streaming some dread mode like I've wanted to for a while now. And uh, I'm looking forward to finally finishing Ori in the Blind Forest, which is, oh yes. from what I've played so far, has been an incredible experience, and... Looking forward to actually having the time to see that through. And maybe even play the sequel right after. Yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe we'll even be hearing some thoughts about Ori and the Blind Forest in the not-so-distant future. But that is for, that's for another day. Um, before we get started on this week's show, had lots of really good feedback on, on last week's show with uh, Kiwi and Catherine. So if you missed out on that Would You Rather episode... I highly encourage you guys go back and and listen to it. Uh, I think that was one of my favorite episodes of the podcast that we've ever done. It was a lot of fun. And you had some really good anecdotes on that, Doom. Especially when it came to the Metroid Prime 2 soundtrack. You made a lot of really good arguments and uh, had a lot of really uh, apt analysis. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed that for sure. Yeah, I, Echoes, I know, I know it's not the popular opinion, which I mean... I mean, Prime 1, th there's no disrespect to Prime 1. Both of these soundtracks are like 10 out of 10 masterpieces. I love both of these scores of death. But for me, Prime 2 just takes it that extra mile. And, and again, I've talked about this before on a previous episode. Uh, back when you were still uh, uh, planning out your wedding, me and Dak did our music episode where I talked a little bit about the Prime 2 soundtrack as well and like some of the unique aspects of that. But yeah, so if you enjoyed that analysis, definitely... Uh, Check out episode 78, I believe it is, and you can uh, hear me and Dak gush about amazing Metroid music. There you go. And if you want to hear 
uh, Doom's music analysis in real time, check out the Omega Metro Discord. All right, enough shilling. Um, let's get to today's topic. Actually, I, just, I lied. We're going to shill just a little bit more before we get to today's topic. Um, we have a new segment, though, debuting on the show here, and it's called Samus's Percentages. And I'm very excited about that. But before we get there, uh, we should mention a project that has kind of uh, gained some notoriety this last week. And that is the Metroid 64 project. And uh, I was a little bit hesitant on reporting this project on Omega Metroid because we know what happens when a project like that tends to, you know, go viral, if as you were. But um, it's it's been posted by a bunch of other different sites, so... The kind of the cat's out of the bag now. Um, there is a developer named uh, Luto Aquino who is working on a very early stage prototype of what Metroid 64 could have looked like, and this really does look like a game that you know would have debuted on the Nintendo 64. It's very, it's very kind of nostalgic actually, even though you know it was a game that never existed. Just the textures and stuff on the wall. Um, it looks great, and it looks like what I think a lot of us thought that. Metroid Prime might look like, and it's kind of a 3D uh, third-person action-adventure game. Very cool project, and uh, we might have more coming up on that project in the future here, but uh, if you haven't seen the video yet, definitely go and uh, take a look. There's an article on OmegaMetroid.com that highlights all of the the physics and the happenings and stuff of this video. Very cool, and again, so many talented people out there, man. It's just like, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, this thing just looks super cool, even though it's only like, I want to say, like a couple of rooms, like you have the starting area as well as a big vertical shaft, which it actually like, despite being 3D, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of kind of classic 2D tropes in that, especially again with that vertical shaft. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just really creative. It kind of, to me, it looked like an N64 game without like that late 90s jank and, you know, kind of that early introductory to 3D, because this was like you know, a lot of first people's attempts at making 3D games, so everyone was just kind of throwing darts at the dartboard and kind of experimenting. This looks like a modernized take of what a classic N64 game could be, which I thought just looked awesome. Yeah, two things that stuck out to me with this is, uh, one, how seamless the Morph Ball transition looked. Uh, it looked very, very seamless. And two, is that when Samus is firing... Her, it, it's not just like straight ahead firing. You can actually move the the arm cannon and kind of have a I I don't even know what you'd call it, but like the 360 aiming. It kind of looks like you got that kind of same thing, but in actual 3D. So it looks very cool. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, kind so, of kind of like Metroid Prime's manual aiming on like the GameCube. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's get to Samus's percentages, and uh, this is something that I think we're going to have a really fun time with. And this is, I ripped this off from uh, Sports Radio and just changed the name. So uh, if if anyone recognizes this and you live in the Calgary area, you know exactly where I got it from. But the premise is simple. I am going to present a series of statements to Duminal and to myself, actually, because I'm going to weigh in on this too. And we are going to assign a percentage that we think is likely that these series of statements will, in fact, take place. So, once again, I'm going to say a statement, and we're going to give a percentage on how likely we think that statement is to come true. Uh, so, very simple premise, very easy to follow, very, very uh, fun to get behind. So, that being said, Doom, are you ready to get going? I'm ready to gamble. Let's go. Okay. Samus's percentages 
Number one, Metroid Prime 4 will sell over 10 million copies. Ooh, oh man. I, I see, I know what Dax's answer would be if he was here. He'd be going full 100. I'm not sure if I'm that confident. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this 15%. 15. I, I do not see it happening. Especially, the only way I could maybe see it happening is if Metroid Prime 4 launches with the new Nintendo system, whatever that happens to be, the Super Switch, the Switch 2, the Switch Pro, whatever, as like a launch title and gets like a massive sustained push behind it. Because, I mean, Metroid Dread got a huge push, and that game is doing about three, it's probably at about four million right now. I'm not. And, I wouldn't. I'm not sure about four million. It's definitely hit three million at this point. I think, but I'm not quite sure about well, I, four million. I think. I think it's hit four probably at the high point, right? Like maybe. That, maybe not, by. Maybe by October, like a year from sure. when it's released. I think maybe then it could hit four million, but I wouldn't bet on that right now. Well, but, my, my point is, is that four million is the absolute most that that game is sold, and it's yeah. been out for a year, and it's. Uh, it, it received the most you know, dominant marketing push that a Metroid game probably ever has. And yeah, since um, the first prime, at least since the first prime. Yep. I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. You know, I know that Dak has been floating that number around, but I just, I don't see it. I think that we're going to see some of these, some of these switch games start to cool off a little bit in terms of sales. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say 15%. What about you doom? See, the problem is it's too early to make this prediction yet because we haven't even seen the game in action yet. Before we do that, there's a couple things that I want to see first. First of all, I want to see the sales of that inevitable Metroid Prime Trilogy HD or Prime Remaster, whatever it turns out to be. I want to see what those sales turn out to be first. And obviously, they're probably not going to be as big as Prime 4 since it's a re-release, but I feel like it could be a good indicator possibly of what Prime 4 could be since it's the close. it has a closer relationship to that than you know, a 2D game like Dread. So I want to see those sales numbers first. And second of all, I want to hear what the discussion about this game is like once we do start seeing gameplay. What is the general conversation going around? How farther out is it stretching out than just the Metroid and general Nintendo communities? And I think then we'll be able to make a more accurate assessment. Probably not a super accurate assessment, but more than we have right now. But uh, just because of what little information we have going on right now, I'm going to go... Maybe a little higher than you. I'd say 20%, but still well below 50, I think. It's a shot be. in the dark, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that that's fair. And I actually think that, like, we could use a few games, re-releases or remasters, uh, contemporaries, to kind of gauge where a Metroid Prime HD remake might sell as well. So, like, for example, if Skyward Sword HD, let's say, sells 5 million copies, I think that maybe it could be a safe assumption or hypothesis that Metroid Prime HD might sell half that. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but I think that that would be a success. I think I think Prime HD can sell at least 2.53 million, about roughly on par with Dread, I think, give or take. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, 15%, 20%. So this is, this is one where you'd love to be wrong and pleasantly surprised. Um, and, you know, if, if someone would have, uh, would someone would have said that Animal Crossing... New Horizons is over 20 million, I would have said 0%, and we know how that turned out. So, if somebody I'll I'll go a step further. If somebody told me that 
Breath of the Wild would sell more copies than Super Mario Odyssey, which, by the way, Mario Odyssey is, I believe, the uh, best-selling 3D Mario game of all time. Not total, if you include 2D titles, I believe that goes to the original Super Mario Brothers, but in terms of uh, 3D titles, Odyssey is the best-selling, and Breath of the Wild has sold, I believe, 3 or 4 million more than that, which is historical and unprecedented, so anything is possible as far as I'm concerned. All right, so there it is. Let's move on to our next Samus's percentage. No 2D Metroid game will ever surpass Super Metroid as the consensus best 2D game. No 2D Metroid game will ever surpass Super Metroid as the consensus best 2D game. What do you think, Doom? I have a percentage in my mind, but what do you think? Hmm... I'm going to say probably 100% actually. And I say this as somebody where <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and I say this as somebody with um, you know, there's quite a bit of 2D games that I prefer to Super Metroid. I mean, I like Zero Mission, Fusion, Dread all more than Super Metroid. Not that I don't like Super Metroid. Super Metroid again is a masterpiece. I I love that game. But I mean, if you look at the consensus, I mean, consistently you see Super Metroid ranked among not just not just near the top with Metroid Prime in terms of Metroid games. You see Super Metroid constantly ranked within the top 10, usually within the top 5 of like greatest games of all time in like various sources. And I mean, granted the future isn't set in stone, maybe there could be some 2D, some perfect 2D Metroid game that just does everything right to every single gaming demographic and it somehow surpasses Super Metroid, but it's going to be incredibly difficult because of that, that legacy that Super Metroid holds and just the influence that that singular title alone holds um, on so many games. I mean, it pretty much is the reason that we have the Metroidvania genre today, that single game. And I just, because of that influence alone, I just don't see another game, even if it is objective, for lack of a better word, better than Super Metroid, I don't think that it can have that same his history behind it. And propel it to those same heights. So I'm going to say 100% Super Metroid will forever be regarded as kind of the cream of the crop. At least for 2D Metroid. Ooh, you should see the smile on my face. You want to know <laughs> what my percentage is? 100? 100. 100%. And for everything that you just said, um, I echo. Except for, I think Super Metroid is still a far superior 2D Metroid game to like Zero Mission and Fusion and probably Dread in a lot of ways as well. But, I mean, like, speaking of Dread, you could you could look at that game and say, objectively, there are a lot of things that Dread does better than Super Metroid. Um, but then with, like, for everything that you mentioned, the, the legacy, the creation of the genre, you know, 30 years have passed in between, which I think gives people a, you know, a lot of leeway when, when judging. Um, and the fact that Super Metroid is still so playable and, and so relevant just in in modern gaming you know with the it kind of found a second life as a speedrunning game um, i i think that this is undoubtedly the best 2d metroid game for basically ever uh, i really i don't know if there is a 2d metroid game that is going to come along and take that title from it and i i actually i don't know i might argue that you could definitely make a compelling case for metroid prime as the best metroid game and i wouldn't necessarily argue against that if someone were to make that case but i would even say a step further and say that this is probably just going to be the consensus best metroid game for the rest of its lifespan 
Yeah, definitely. I would I would definitely agree with that. I think within the Metroid community, you definitely see debates on whether Super or Prime is the best Metroid game. But outside of it, like occasionally, I'll see some debates. But mostly, it seems pretty unilateral. Like outside of the Metroid community, that Super Metroid is the superior game. And and again, you even go to like you know Game Informer, or like IGN, like constantly. Like when you see like greatest games of all times, it's Super Metroid, Super Metroid, Super Metroid. And I mean, granted, maybe. You know, like I said, is it possible? Sure, there could be, like, times changing, you know, new people come in, new editors, and, you know, the consensus starts to change, but I just yeah, personally doubt it just because, like you said, it's already been, you know, nearly three decades. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, great answer. Let's move on to our next Samus's percentages. We're on a roll so far, Doom. Let's keep it going here. If Metroid Prime Hunters... Released in 2004 with the Nintendo DS, and not two years later, Hunters would be an ongoing subseries to this day. Hmm. Uh, you know, very interesting. Very because I think that I think that the delay really, really hampered Metroid Prime Hunters, and I know that the game actually did sell like a million copies, which is certainly nothing to scoff at, but. When First Hunt was packaged with the Nintendo DS, I think that if that game was available to purchase, like, right then, or maybe even, like, three months later, that would have been, it would have done, like, triple what it ended up selling. And I I could have seen, like, a world where there is, like, more Hunters games, where, like, the, the three million, let's just ballpark people that bought Metroid Prime Hunters in 2004 would be, like... I want another Hunter's game, and there's demand for it, so they make another one, and then maybe another one. Um, so I I could see that world. My only my only issue that kind of drags the percentage down a little bit is if this game was released in 2004, would it have been any good? Because it probably wasn't ready to be. I mean, obviously, it wasn't ready to be released in 2004. So while it might have sold a lot of copies, that might have people might have bought a less polished game. Um, so Let's I don't know. Pretend... I want to hear your thoughts before I assign my percentage. So I'm going. So I'm just going to pretend that development started on this earlier than it actually did, and just assume that like the quality of the first game was roughly the quality that we got in the final release. You know, just for the sake of argument, since you know this is all make believe, anyways. So I'm just gonna say, so yeah. Uh, the only difference is that this first release doesn't have Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi wouldn't release on the DS till the following year with uh, Mario Kart DS, greatest greatest Mario Kart game of all time, by the way. Um, but yeah, um, and I totally, yeah, I can totally, I can totally buy that for sure. I can totally see the first Hunters being an introduction to DS local multiplayer of what's possible, and then the sequel being the introduction to Wi-Fi multiplayer and just amping everything up and incorporating ideas that even maybe that first Hunters, you know, wasn't quite able to adapt to. And so I'm going to, I'm going to say 75%, 75% Hunters releases within at least three months of the DS that we get at least one, if not more sequels in that subseries. Okay. I, I'm not quite as bullish as you. I, I think I'm going to say 60%, but better than 50% because I, I think that's think, fair. Yeah. I, I really do. The only thing for me is like it, it would be a lot, I think to assume that development started earlier than it did. And I wonder I just think that if we would have got a bad Metroid Prime Hunters game, that would have tanked it. But I think that certainly there was definitely room for... Because, like, First Hunt was pretty fun for what it was. And even if it was, like, a more... 
even if the, even if the game that was released in 2004 wasn't quite the the fleshed out full like Wi-Fi campaign that uh, that Hunters ended up being, I think that if you served like a solid game with like a solid single player campaign and focus on different hunters and weapons and you had like um at least like local play or whatever i think that it maybe could have uh sparked enough interest for for at least one sequel maybe i don't know maybe uh maybe instead of federation force we would have gotten like metroid prime hunters 2 if that would have taken off who knows yeah so i'm gonna say 60 percent yeah, I think I think overall that's a fair assessment of it. I think regard regardless if it um, got a sequel or not, I think we could I think we could both agree that it would have sold a lot more copies for sure. For sure, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, our next Samus's percentages is up here, and actually this builds off something that you just mentioned, Doom. So I'm gonna let you go first because I know that this is your jam. Samus will be a playable character in the next Mario Kart game. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Okay, well, if you're humming, I got a percentage ready to go. Are you ready for this? 95%. 95, that is 95%. And let me tell you why, okay? I was actually talking about Mario Kart on the Champions cast earlier today with Allison, and I was kind of reiterating my idea for for DLC that I personally would have found more exciting than the old tracks with like new, let's call it franchise packs where like you could have got, let's say a, a fire emblem pass. And like, you got a fire emblem rider and like two courses or like a Xenoblade one or whatever. I just like, what else does Mario Kart have to do? Like where, where else can it go? Like, I, I think that to me, like the, the more casual Mario Kart fan, I'd like, I'm like, I don't want to play as like, baby rosalina or cat peach or like dry bones like those are just boring what? dry bones is awesome me. okay whatever <laughs> but if you were to say to me hey the new mario kart game is going to be basically smash kart and we're going to have like splatoon stages and we're going to have metroid stages and we're going to have like you know what i mean like go down the list star fox stages i'm just like hell yeah where do i where do i buy this and like how much do i have to give you for it because i'll give you anything um, I, I I mean, I think that that's where Mario Kart is going. Because, like, what else is there to do? You know, they, they've they been to every stage so far. Or, like, they, I, it seems to me that they've been to, like, every possible, I don't know, like, area or memorable area for Mario and made it into a racing track. They've certainly got every character they possibly could onto this roster. I feel like the only other way to go is to expand out and make it, like, a quote-unquote smash kart. And I think that the next Mario Kart will do that. So I'm going to go high. I'm going to say 95%. If then if Mario Kart 9 is indeed Smash Kart, then I'm going to go a full 100 that Samus is a playable character for sure. If Mario Kart 9 is not Nintendo Kart, I'm going to say 60%. 60% if Mario Kart 9 is not Nintendo Kart that she's in the game. So I guess combine those two together, and I'll go. I'll like go a, like a cool seventy-five. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking another seventy-five for this. Yeah, thinking another okay. seventy-five for this. Yeah, sounds okay. about right. I I can I can live with that. I I don't know, man. I just I don't know. I don't know what else they do with that series. You know what they should do? They should remake Diddy Kong Racing, <laughs> the best kart racer game ever made. 
I was about I was about to say they should do like a full single player camp, pam, yeah, campaign like Diddy Kong Racing at the very least. That would even as a, you know as a more hardcore Mario Karter, that would certainly appeal to me even there. Um, even even though I'm more interested in stuff like mechanic mechanics and technicality, you know the stuff that like 99.9% of the things that most people uh, don't and should not care about. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, we got that one down. Let's move on. To our next Samus's percentage. Alright, hit me up. Met- Metroid Prime HD will add new areas, boss fights, and music. Zero so percent. Essentially, zero percent. Wow, okay. Zero percent. I don't I do not think that there will be any additional content to this game outside of like menu options and modifiers. I don't think there's gonna be like any extra areas or anything like that maybe actually you know what just for the music option i'll i'll bump that up to 10 percent, just because i do think that that's while not likely maybe possible i mean that's not exactly unprecedented in um some of um some of the re-releases but like you know outside of xenoblade definitive edition i can't really think of like any game that's you know, any remake that's gotten, like, substantial additional content level. I mean, you got Bowser's Fury 2, but that's basically, like, um, you know, a separate game attached to it. I don't really count that as, like, bonus content for 3D World, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm thinking that... I, I'm actually not super high on this either. But, I just, I don't think that they can release... So, if the rumors are true, and they're just remaking Metroid Prime 1, and they're gonna, you know up res or whatever the graphics and maybe add in dual analog controls i just i don't think that's enough to sell that game for like full price and it never had dlc and that's kind of a theme that you see when you're looking at all the wii u releases on the switch they're at least packaged with some dlc or you know the uh the famous like funky kong mode that came with with uh donkey kong tropical freeze i i think that they have to add something i just I, I think it would be a tough pill to swallow if it was just that game and nothing else. Now, if they release the Metroid Prime Trilogy, the chances are obviously 0%. There's 0% that that's going to happen. If they release just Metroid Prime 1, I actually I still don't think that the chances are that high, but I might go 25%. So I guess to split the difference, I'm going to go 16%. Um, but I... like. I don't know. I, I think that they have to add something, and I'm not sure what that is, but I I could maybe see, like, an expanded uh, Frigate Orpheon area or, like, maybe, like, a post-game or, like, something like that. So Not something as substantial as, like, Zero Mission or Samus Returns, obviously, but I don't know. I, I feel like they gotta add something, or I feel like they should add something. How about that? I don't know if they will, but I feel like they should, because to me... Fancier graphics and better controls isn't enough for just the first Metroid Prime game. Oh, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, like, give me Metacrate in Prime 4 or Prime HD, please. Um, but, you know, will they do it? I'm I'm thinking probably not, personally. Because, I mean, cause, I mean you, you mentioned, like, you know, the Wii U ports and the DLC. But, like, outside of the Wii U ports, like, again, like, when have you seen, like, substantial content added? I mean, again, you got Xenoblade Definitive Edition, but that was done... Uh, particularly by Monolith Soft. That wasn't, you know, something that Nintendo internally worked on or one of their other um, studios that they own that was specifically a Monolith Soft thing. 
And then what else you got? You got, you know, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD. I mean, Twilight Princess... doesn't really have anything. Yeah, you got, like, you got, like, the bonus, like, uh, cave of... The shadow cave thing in Twilight Princess. But, I mean, that's, like, an enemy slash mini boss rush. Not really, like, a new area. You know what I mean? So, I guess the underlying question that we have to answer here is... Is if Nintendo releases Metroid Prime HD, is it going to be more along the lines of like a zero mission or is it going to be more along the lines of like a twilight princess hd and unfortunately i feel like the answer is probably the latter i think it's going to i think it's going to be a little bit more work than twilight i think it's going to be somewhere like wind waker hd or maybe even xenoblade definitive but without all like you know the bonus content i'm like purely like when it comes to like the visual overhaul because i actually i actually do have a feeling that this visual update is going to be relatively ambitious for what we've come to expect from Nintendo at least then but I mean obviously we won't know until we see it all right well I'm at 15 percent what did you what did you give that uh 10 percent just for the music alone zero percent zero percent for everything else okay well here's another one that I'm not sure that the percentages are going to be too high but I can hope let's go Metroid Dread will have paid DLC revealed this June in the Nintendo Direct. Oh, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to wait to do this until my E three predictions episode. But I'll, if you know what, for now, I'll go, I'll go fifty percent. Fifty percent, okay. Yeah, I was actually, I was gonna go a little bit high, but I don't know that I was gonna go. Actually, hold on a sec. Give us either fifty one or forty nine. Commit. 49. 49. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to go high because I just, I kind of have a feeling in my bones, but I still think that it's not very likely. I was going to go 40%, and I'll explain my rationale. I think that it's not very likely that it has paid DLC that wasn't announced already. Typically, I feel like Nintendo announces their paid DLC at like the beginning of like the game's release and says that like this is coming um but i think that if metroid prime hd is not real or maybe let i'll rephrase that if metroid prime hd does not release this in the last half of 2022 like we kind of think that it might i think that the chances for this go up significantly because you know we we still don't really have anything for that um october time slot as far as I know. And I think that that could be a nice, like, one-year anniversary gimmick to just give Metroid Dread some DLC. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say 40%. So, I actually... I There is one notable example that I'm thinking of at the top of my head, and there's probably others that I'm not thinking of, but when it comes to, like, major DLC expansions that have been announced, like, well after the game came out, obviously I think of... Uh, something that actually just recently came to uh, the NSO expansion pass being the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion, which is phenomenal, by the way, folks. If you, uh, so have, good. If you so have a copy good. of Splatoon 2, you've got to play the Octo expansion. This is basically what Splatoon 2's campaign should have been, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. So many crazy it, cool ideas It could ideas have been a standalone puzzles. game, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, it's it's just so good. It's so good. Easily, like, the peak of, like, the Splatoon campaign experience so far. And I hope Splatoon 3... Uh, gets even crazier and weirder in that direction. Um, but yeah, po- point is, that wasn't announced, I want to say, until the there was a March or April Direct. Yeah, yeah, it was the March Direct. 
it was the March Direct of 2018 because that was when they announced Smash uh, Ultimate right after, before it had the Ultimate in the subtitle with the Inkling reveal. I remember now. So yeah, they yeah. Were, they announced that in March, and the game came out the previous year in July. So that there was a bit of time. Obviously, more time than... Actually, no, yeah, yeah, about about that same amount of time will have passed by the well, time we get to the June Direct in uh, Metroid, so... That, that Mario Party game got, like, DLC, like, two years or something crazy after it was released. I mean, obviously, that's a little bit different than Metroid Dread, but it's not like it's impossible, I guess, at the point. I think it was more than it was more than two years because Super Mario Party, Super Mario Party came out in um, in twenty eighteen, and the um, the online expansion was that in twenty twenty or was that in twenty twenty one? I can't remember. That was that was like only a couple months ago. I feel like twenty twenty one for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So that was three years then. Yeah. But I think I feel like that was more so just a testing ground for like the uh, online and uh, the new Mario Party because they never actually Probably. added like. They never actually added any like bonus content, no characters, no boards, nothing. Which, which I know, a bit off topic from what we're talking about, but I swear if they do not add any maps, whether regardless whether they're paid or not in Super Mario Party, I'm actually gonna cry because that game is so good and it needs more content. I mean, it's only got five retro maps. I mean, there's so much potential there. Like Super Mario Party is such a good base to like start rebuilding the series on. But anyways, I digress. Back on topic. Metroid Dread DLC, 49%. Uh, there is precedent before of DLC getting announced relatively late after a game's release, so I don't think that's impossible with Dread. That being said, I also don't think that Dread is necessarily guaranteed to have DLC because I'm not sure how they would fit another DLC campaign in there. Some people have suggested maybe just adding another area into the current game, but I feel like that would completely throw off the balance because the current game is specifically built to be played in a specific path, you know, assuming you're not sequence breaking or stuff like that. But throwing in another area would completely throw that all off, and so I feel like you'd have to do a standalone mini game uh, to I, like. I think you could do another area if it was positioned in a similar fashion as, you know, what, you know, what, like you go back to the bottle ship another M after you're done the game, uh huh, and like kind of find that new area where Fantoon is or whatever. I feel like they could maybe do something similar to that where, like, you revisit some other areas and maybe it's kind of, like, in ruin uh, because of the explosion. Well, I actually, I don't know. I guess I would, I mean, ZDR completely exploded, so maybe it's a spaceship or something. Who knows? Yeah, I feel, I feel like they could do it if it's, like, a mini Metroid adventure in a new location. I feel like they could do that. I don't, I don't see it happening on the, um, on the current ZDR map if they were to do, like, a paid story mode DLC expansion. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be something new as well. Uh, maybe you're even playing as Ravenbeak. Who knows? Oh, uh, you know what? I am not opposed to that. That that there's potential in that. Yeah, hey, I mean, you got to capture Kraid. You got to capture uh, Z57. That could there could be some cool stuff there. Maybe but... maybe we play as Ravenbeak and we learn more about him, and he becomes that third dimensional villain that uh, we both very much want in the Metroid series. Shameless plug to Andy's uh, MegaMetroid.com article. All right. Well, how about we, how about we segue from that shameless plug into a shameless segue for our next Samus's percentage? Let's go. <clears throat> One of either Ravenbeak or Mother Brain will return in a future new Metroid game. So one of either Ravenbeak or Metroid will be back in a new 2D Metroid. Actually, not even 2D. Just a new Metroid game. Okay, so obviously this is not including remakes. It has to be a new original entry. It has to be a new original entry into the series. 
I'm gonna say seventy percent. I I think I think I'm not sure about Ravenbeak specifically, but I feel like Motherbrain. Because I mean we've I mean we've seen you know they tried to bring back uh, Motherbrain and other M. Obviously it wasn't <laughs> obviously it wasn't in the uh, the the best possible form, but you know I mean. She was let technically me, there me, in some uh, capacity. Let me also just stipulate this. It can't be like a flashback or anything like that. Like, we're talking like they're alive and they're doing something. Well, well I'm talking about MB, not the mother yeah, brain Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Just uh, try not to give anyone any ideas or anything if they want to put a percentage on it like that. I, I feel like mother brain is definitely something that um, could be brought back. And, it, and in a sense, you kind of almost saw mother brain in dread with the uh, central units, which are clearly based off of uh, Mother Brain's technology. But obviously, we're not counting those. We're not counting the Aurora units in Corruption. We're talking about Mother Brain in the flesh. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give a 70 on that. I can see uh, them bringing her back. I, I'm i probably going to go 80%. 80%. 80%. I agree. I think that of the two, Mother Brain is certainly more likely. And I also think that you wouldn't need to, like, have like a, a you know a super logical reason to bring mother brain back i could see them just doing it in a similar way that they bring ridley back or Craig back or something like that um, yeah totally because yeah you're right we've already seen like the 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 mother brain like organisms in the aurora units and in the uh the central units in dread and obviously mb was kind of a i actually think mb was a cool idea i have to say but Maybe not executed all that well, but um, they've they've certainly danced around that idea before, and I I don't think it's like completely outrageous that we see Mother Brain come back in a new Metroid game like a Metroid Six or Seven. My only my only thing that makes it so it's not a hundred percent is like if if they if Mother Brain comes back, but it's not like the same Mother Brain, but it's more like a title. You know what I mean? Like uh. Like, we have a new machine, and it's our new mother brain, rather than, like, this is the the big giant brain that we have fought before. Kind of like MB and Other M. Kind of, yeah. But, like, built by the Space Pirates, it's specifically, like, mother brain, um, where the, the, the best way I can think of to describe it is, like, it's, like, it's a title, or, like, this is your position, or something like that, where it's it's not, like, the exact same life form, but it's basically a new updated version of that. That probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's that's what I could see it getting a little bit sticky. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're getting at. Kind of like kind of like what we were um oh uh kind of like what you were talking about before. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was like the possibility of like Adam being in like uh, a robot suit instead of like the voice. I think that that was during the Kiwi Q&A. Uh, yeah, the yeah, Q- yeah, that was last week. And the Kristen yeah. Q. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like I was like, yeah, because that was still in my brain. You're kind of like proposing something like that, but with mother brain is what I'm is what I'm hearing. Yeah, maybe kind of, or like uh, another way to look at it would be, um, what's a good example? Of course, I can't think of one now on the spot, but like, um, I don't know. I can't I can't think of a good example. But like, if you were like, let's say. Let's say that there is, like, if you're playing Skyrim or something like that, like, there's always a Dragonborn or something. Or, like, there's always that kind of, like, hero or title or whatever. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm not making sense. So I'll just, I'll I'll keep it at 80% and hope someone knows what kind of like Kind of about. like how there's multiple versions of the superhero. Like, you have Hal Jordan as the Green Lantern, but you also have yeah, Jon yes, Stewart yes, as the yes. Green Lantern. Yes, Green Lantern. Thank you for saving my ass here, Doom. That's a great analogy. Yes. 
Gotcha. So technically, you have Green Lantern, but it's not like ex- it's exactly the same Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Russ, Russ somewhere is loving this conversation. I mean, he's died <laughs> for like the last five minutes here talking about Mother Brain. But let's. Uh, all right, let's move on. So you're saying, uh, I'm saying eighty. What were you saying? Seventy percent. So about 70%. roughly in your ballpark. All right. So we're high on this. Um, let's let's. Uh, I the the next two ones I think are like real doozies. So I'm excited for these ones. Let's go. Oh boy. Nintendo will pull a swerve and get a new developer to make a Metroid game in the next five years, similar to how Team Ninja was given the reins for Other M. Hmm. Ah, so it would seem, it would seem that we're firmly in place with Mercury Steam as our 2D developer and Retro Studio as our 3D developer. But, I mean, back in the day, it seemed like we were really firmly in place with Retro as the prime developers and Nintendo themselves as the 2D developers. And then, out of nowhere, we got Team Ninja. So, I could totally see this happening. I'm going to say 65%. Because Nintendo likes to do weird things like this. The only the only thing that I'm not sure of is if it's going to be like a, like a big mainline metroid game because of course we we saw them give federation force to next level gaming but that was kind of like a side project not really a a big deal um but i I could totally see them doing something like that again if the question was if they're going to do like a spinoff like that again i'd be much higher but i think the question just being like a core main metroid game i could still see them doing something like that like it seems like nintendo can't help themselves when they have a good thing going with metroid they somehow muck it up and like I don't know, trip over their own feet. So I I could see this happening. Now, the hope would be that they give it to an awesome developer and they make an awesome game, and hopefully Team Ninja was just kind of a a one-off. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, first off, regarding Other M's quality, I mean, I feel like most of that is on Sakamoto himself, you know, as much as we love the guy. I mean, Other M's story that's actually, is... That's actually true. Other yeah. M's story is entirely Sakamoto's thing. Team Ninja had little if anything to do with the story decisions even the gameplay which team ninja they mostly focused on the gameplay a lot of that was supervised by sakamoto and it was his decision to make it exclusive to the singular wii remote no no nunchuck so that was a constraint that was put upon team ninja i still don't think they were i still don't think they were the correct develop developer to make a metroid game but i I just thought it's important to throw that out there but Regarding, I think eventually in the future we will get a mainline Metroid game that does have uh, a new studio that we've never seen before. I don't think that's going to happen in the next five years, though. I think when it comes to mainline entries, and that's the key word there, I think it's still going to be Mercury Steam working on the 2D entries, Retro working on the 3D entries. Nintendo seems pretty confident in Retro. They literally scrapped the previous build of Metroid Prime 4 and let Retro rebuild it from the ground up because they're so confident in them. Sakamoto has come out and said multiple times that he absolutely loves working with Mercury Steam. Obviously, he was so impressed with them with Samus Returns that he brought them on to make, um, you know, his dream project that he's that's been in the back of his mind for, you know, a decade and a half now. So I feel like both of the creative teams are satisfied with their current studios that they're working with, and I don't see the mainline entries veering too far off. Spinoffs, however. Is where it changes, and I don't right, think that's the key. Exactly, and I and I would not be shocked at all if we got like some Metroid spinoff. P- 
Pinball 2, maybe, please. Um, you know, developed by some other studio. And so in that regards, I'm going to go 60% just for the spinoffs, but I'm going to go 0% for a mainline entry developed by a brand new studio. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, you know how I said the next two were doozies? It's actually the next three. Uh oh. So let's get ready. <laughs> Samus's percentages Mercury Steam is working on a Metroid Fusion remake as we speak right now. Ooh, as we speak. As hmm. we are talking to each other, friend to friend on the Omega Metroid podcast, Mercury Steam is in Spain working on Metroid Fusion, the remake. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap of faith here, Doom, and I'm gonna say eighty percent. Uh, I can't go that high. As much as 80%. as much as I want to, as much as I want to, I can't go that high. I'm gonna. I'm I'm in fact I'm actually gonna have it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go forty. I'm gonna cut that percentage in half and go forty on that. I think this is gonna be I think this is gonna be our first uh, opposite take here. Um, and I say that as somebody who would love a Metroid Fusion remake. I mean, Metroid Fusion is um, either my second or third favorite Metroid game now. It's it's so hard to tell after Dread. It's definitely... I, I definitely need to re- replay uh, some of my uh, top billings to definitively put Fusion someplace now. But, I mean, for the longest time, Fusion has been my second favorite Metroid title, not including AM2R. And so having this remade with a lot of the dread conventions i mean just being able to slide in fusion alone is just going to be phenomenal and, and you know having mercury steam do that with um the work that they've done i really want it and clearly i mean they love fusion they clearly have a huge appreciation for it for it and so i feel like if any game's going to be right in someone's hands they're the ones to do it so i wouldn't be surprised if they're working on fusion if are they working on it right now though i don't know and again it's up to nintendo up to it's up to nintendo because originally that was going to be their pitch was the fusion remake but ultimately sakamoto was was like nah you're gonna do you're gonna do uh samus returns instead so maybe now that dread maybe now that dread is um is available they um you know they go back to a remix maybe they want to do metroid 6 maybe they do the uh gargantuan task of putting him on to work a super metroid remake which i hope not because I don't think Super I, Metroid needs to be remade, but yeah. I mean, ultimately it's up to Nintendo and Sakamoto. Maybe they feel like, hey, Super Metroid's the bigger name. That's the one we're doing next. It's what comes after Metroid Two. So, actually, actually, you know what? I I, I talk myself into raising it a little bit. I'm gonna go up flat fifty. No forty nine. No fifty one. I'm just gonna do a flat fifty on this. I think fifty percent. I think you gotta commit, man. I don't know if you could be on the fence in this show. I I think it's gotta tip one way. Uh. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm I can't. putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot down. Okay. F- okay. Fine. Forty nine percent. Forty nine percent. We'll go. We'll go forty nine. I'm. I'm sticking with my eighty, man. I. I think. I think Metroid Fusion desperately needs a remake. It's for for my money not one of the better two D Metroid games. Even though it's still like a obviously a fantastic fantastic video game, and I like Metroid Fusion a lot. But there are so many. Th- I think that if you were to remake metroid fusion and fix some of the problems that very easily could be fixed it could be a top like it could be a top metroid game and yeah I absolutely it needs it and i think that it's going to get the zero mission samus returns treatment and i think that that will be important and i'm gonna stop there because 
I do have another Samus's percentage question that we'll get to if we have time. Um, okay. I don't think we're going to get to all of them, but we'll just leave it there. Next, Samus's percentage. Are you ready? <clears throat> uh, let's go. Five years from now, we will look back at Metroid Prime Federation Force and say that it was a fun and underappreciated Metroid game. Uh, you know what? I am actually, I'm actually gonna put um put a sixty percent on this. And here's the thing: when I say this, I'm not talking about myself. I think Federation Force is just straight up a bad game. I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. That being said, though, we've already seen uh, multiple. I mean, I've seen multiple people in the Metroid community, um, you know, talk about how you know Federation Force just came out at the wrong time, and so you know, I feel like. That that's just going to increase, you know, as time passes on. So yeah, I agree. I'm really high on this. I think it's ninety percent that we're that the general consensus is going to be like, oh, you know, Metroid Prime Federation Force was actually pretty fun and pretty pretty good, and it was just released at the wrong time. Now there is no doubt. There is no doubt that Federation Force was released at the wrong time. No doubt. But I think that. I think that, like, it's just a bang average game at best, and probably a bad game in most aspects. So, like, you know, it, it, do I agree with that sentiment? No, but I do think that it's likely. I mean, look, you're seeing people look back and say, like, you know, Other M was not that bad, when I, I think that, you know, I, I defend Other M in a lot of areas, but I do think that it, at the end of the day, that was a bad video game. And I think the same thing about Federation Force, unfortunately. But I, I think that we're kind of seeing it already. People are kind of already starting to and i think that that's natural like over time you just look back at the positives so i'm pretty high on this i'm saying 90 percent. yeah because not only do you have the passage of time but you also have you know for lack of a better word real metroid games now on top of that because you know when exactly, federation force yeah. came out i mean you know we were still reeling off uh the sludge of other m you know now we have samus returns dread we have rumors of a prime uh remaster or remake in the works and obviously we got the uh, tantalizing Metroid Prime 4, where the light is just slowly but surely getting brighter and brighter at the end of that tunnel. And so I feel like I feel like people are going to start to be a little more kinder on Federation Force. It shall not be me, though. I will let others do that. I actually think it's already started, to be honest. Um, I agree. Like, I, I've seen it, like, throughout the community. Yeah. Okay, I, I think that we have time for two more. Two more, and then we'll we'll call it a day here. Um, and they're both going to be centered on Metroid Prime 4. So let's go. I like it. Samus's, Samus's percentages. Metroid Prime 4 will launch on the successor to the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. So here's the thing. This is actually something that a year ago I thought would be almost a bet, almost a guaranteed because this was actually like one of my big predictions. I thought that Prime Four was gonna be was gonna be Twilight Princess or Breath of the Wild, and simultaneously release on the Switch, and not like a Switch Pro or a Switch One X, but like a Switch to a a full next gen successor to the Switch. That was what I was predicting. I'm not so sure about that anymore, and so I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty five percent on this actually. I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go just above that fifty mark, but I'm not as confident as I would have been before. I a year ago I probably would have gone seventy five or eighty. 
I was hoping I, I wanted you to go first so that I could listen to your argument and perhaps sway me because I can see both things happening. Um, and I think that, I think that we'll find out soon enough. Like I, I think that we'll find out in 2022 whether Metroid Prime 4 is going to launch on a next system or not. Because I, I think that if Nintendo is about to roll out their next system, I feel like they're probably going to show it off this year. And I, I don't really have any good reason for that. I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like that. Um, so I think that if they show off, like, or just announce that they have plans for a new system and they've already been working on it, they don't even have to, like, show us what it is necessarily or, like, the, the name or whatever. But if they just are just... If they say something along the lines of like we're working on the NX2, I I could I could see that being code for like, you know, some future games are going to be on the next Switch. Um and a lot of people have said that about Breath of the Wild 2, which comes out, you know, next year. So it, it kind of depends I guess on what your view of the successor for the Switch is. If it's like an upgraded Switch with like a like the the long rumored Switch Pro, I think I might say like 60%, maybe even higher actually. But if it's like the like the next if this is like the switch to the Wii U, I think I'm going to say like 30. So I don't know. I I was I feel like I feel like I'm like right at the 50/50 line and and I know that I made you pick, so I'm going to have to pick as well. So I I guess I'll say 45%. Like I think that this will still be a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Um, but I'm not, I'm not super sure about that because I could see it going either way at this point. And, and again, we'll actually probably see some Metro Prime 4 footage within the next 365 days, I would have to think. So that, that will give us an indication as well of where we're at, but I don't know. I, I could see this one going either way. It, it all depends on when Metroid Prime 4 releases, because right now I'm predicting, I'm predicting holiday 2023, which I, I feel like a lot of people are predicting that right now. That It's been something that I've been predicting for a couple of years now. I want to say since 2020 I've been predicting that, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. If it comes out in 2024, I think those odds substantially raise because I don't think that we're seeing the next Switch until 2024 at the earliest. So it could be 2024, right. could be later. I just do not see... A brand new Switch releasing next year, though, and and also regarding Breath of the Wild too, because a lot of not just you, but a lot of people have mentioned that you know the footage that we have seen that looks so much better than um, Breath of the Wild one. But it should be noted that the you know first you, the first Breath really of the Wild think it looks better. A lot, a lot of people. Well, not just um, you know, not just the resolution, the the, the texture density and stuff like that. Um, the frame rate in the footage has looked a lot more consistent than on Breath of the Wild. But one thing, but I think one thing to note about that is that the first Breath of the Wild game was made with the Wii U hardware in mind, and then it was ported later to the Switch. This new Breath of the Wild is being made for the ground up for the Nintendo Switch, and honestly, that alone could count for the uh, the visual improvements that we've seen between the two titles. And it's nothing new. We've seen this, you know, between tons of other games. I mean, look at the, um, the first and second Halo game, or even the first and second Metroid Prime games. Like, the first game... Still looks good, but I mean, you go to the second game and it looks almost an entire generation above that. And so, I think it's very possible that Breath of the Wild 2 could very much just be running on base Switch hardware. You know what? Again, I was talking about this earlier today on the Champions Cast, and I was asked this question as well. And you know what Breath of the Wild 2 looks like to me? Looks like Breath of the Wild. It doesn't look that much better. 
And if it does look a little bit better, it's been six years. Of, it should look better. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, well, like, well, I mean, it looks like Breath of the Wild because it sh- shares the same art style, and obviously, like most of the most of the improvements, you're not going to notice unless you stick a screenshot side by side. But I just, but, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. Like, I the the amount of similarness between Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild Two, it, like it looks like Splatoon Two to Splatoon Three to me. Like, it, it just looks like any regular upgrades that a sequel would have and not something like, you know, you go from, let's just say that you go from like Ocarina of Time to Twilight Princess, which Twilight Princess looks horrible, but um, I digress. You could clearly tell that it's a next generation game versus Ocarina of Time. And whereas to me, this just looks like Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's Ocarina of Time. So like, I don't buy that at all. I think you're right. I don't see a new Nintendo system releasing in 2023 i just i don't see it so i guess i guess the question here the secret question that we've stumbled upon is like really do you think that metroid prime 4 comes out next year because if you do it probably doesn't come out on the successor to the switch and if you don't then the odds raise significantly so that being said i i think i actually i think you convinced me doom i think i'm gonna lower mine to 35 percent because i don't see this game coming out in 2024 and I don't see a new Nintendo, like, a new fully-fledged Nintendo Switch successor coming out next year. I could see, like, a Switch Pro, but I can't see, like, a Switch 2. Yeah, this will be something that uh, we'll have to revisit after the June Direct for sure. Assuming we even get a release date when uh, we, well, you know, we can talk about that uh, during our predictions video. But, yeah. By the way, Microsoft has went ahead and announced a date for like a Microsoft Direct that would take place when E3 would usually happen. I hope to God Nintendo does the same thing and they announce it like tomorrow. Give us like a month to get ready, book the day off work, etc., etc. So I just they'll probably I assume they're going to announce it around mid to late May. That's usually about consistent to when they announce their directs. So might have to wait a little bit longer, but give us a week, you know, just a week. (laughs) A week's notice, man. Like, come on. I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, the I believe two weeks is like the shortest notice that we've gotten, so I think I think we'll be fine. Oh, all right, last one, and then we're out of here, Doom. Did you save the best for last? Uh, I have to be honest with you. I think that the, uh, I think that the, where was it? The developer one was really good. I think that the Federation Force one was really good, but this one is really good as well. So here we go. Silex will live beyond the events of Metroid Prime 4. I'm going to go 80% on this because I do believe that they um, are going to reuse... I I don't think Metroid Prime 4 is going to be a standalone game. I think... I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to be the start of a new trilogy, although I am kind of leaning in that direction at the moment, but I do think that there are going to be multiple games in this planned new story that uh, Retro and Tanabe-san are making together. And I do believe that Silex is going to be an integral part of that. And so I do think that he's still going to be alive. And honestly, it would make sense, you know. Uh, Metroid Prime Dark Samus, I mean, she was there for three whole games. It would make sense that Silex would, you know, tie this new story together as well. So, yeah. And obviously, Tanabe-san in particular has always been really interested in Silex and has wanted to further develop and explore his origins more. And so I don't think they're just going to waste that alone on one game. Um, I hope not, at least, because I do think there's quite a bit of potential there. But yeah, I'm going to go 
All right, so I'm high on this. And I was going to go 80 as well, but since you picked it, maybe I'll I'll up the ante and go 85%. That's not really upping it by that much, but uh, I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just because I want this, but I think that Silex is going to be a character that is kind of like the like the the side villain almost like he's he's going to be the character I feel like he's going to play the arbiter role in in Metroid Prime 4 assuming that he's part of Metroid Prime 4 at all in which case the odds of this go up to 100% but assuming that he's in the game and he plays a role in it I think that it's more likely that he is the the arbiter type where it's like kind of an enemy that you fight maybe a rival but I don't think that he's going to be like the main antagonist I know a lot of people think that I just don't see it um, and I, and I really do like, I really see a scenario where you're playing as Silex in Metroid Prime 4. I really see that. Um, but I'm not at a hundred percent because if you would have asked me before Metroid Dread came out, the same question about Ravenbeak, I would have been pretty high. I would have said like, yeah, I think that he's coming back now. Maybe, you know, maybe the percentage, you know, would have went down because it, you know, they did market Metroid Dread as the finale to the 2D Metroid saga as we know it, whereas, you know, we obviously don't know anything about Metroid Prime 4 other than, you know, what's, what's safe to assume that it's probably a starting point. But, yeah, I just I just don't think that... I think that if you get rid of Silex in Metroid Prime 4, that would be... That'd be a pretty big waste. That'd be a, a pretty... A pretty big missed opportunity. Because, like, you kind of have, like, this interesting side character that's kind of been teased and popped up a little bit, but... Who most of, like, the general Metroid audience don't know. So, like, you know, 95% of people playing Metroid Prime 4 are going to meet Silex for the first time. And I don't know. I just I just don't see it happening. But I didn't see Ravenbeak happening either. So what do I know? I really like your analogy of making um, Silex as kind of the arbiter of Metroid Prime 4. Obviously, I love Arbiter. I love Keith David. So, I mean, I'm already biased there. But by the way, I watched They Live a couple weeks ago now. God, that's a good movie. Him him fighting Roddy Piper in the alley is like one of the best fight scenes in any movie ever. I'll have to check that out for sure. I've I've heard about They Live, but I've never actually seen it before. But um it rocks. But yeah, um I really like that analogy. I don't think they're gonna go in that direction. I I'm also kind of split on whether or not he'll be the main antagonist or not. I could absolutely see there being like a much bigger threat. A much more finality of a threat that surpasses Silex. I just think Silex is going to be something that ties the trilogy together. Um, I do think that he's going to be a pretty, a pretty not black and white antagonist, but definitely not an anti-hero. Not like some, not like a redeemable character. I think he's very much going to be a villain character with villainous motives. Um, I I hope that, that's not. That would be so disappointing. I hope not because there's again there's so much potential. I mean. I, I know Dak is kind of over the whole, you know, dark Galactic Federation plotline at this point, but, like, I still think that there's some potential there. And, I mean, Silex, the one thing we know about Silex is he despises the Federation and Samus by association. That would be a really cool way to tie in the more darker aspects of the Federation and making him a compelling, a compelling character. Like, the reason he hates the Federation so much is because he was, like, experimented right. on or something like that. And, you know, he knows stuff about the Federation that Samus doesn't know and... I, I don't right. know. Well, let me raise you this too, Doom. What if, you know, Silex has a, let's call it a, a very legitimate reason for hating the Federation, which I feel like he must. Um, and then 
going off of that Dark Federation storyline, Samus is kind of saying like, you know what? You're right. Like these guys suck. Like they're they're bad guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of them. Um, I think that that could be the the thing that makes like maybe makes them not enemies, not friends, but like not trying to kill each other either. I think that the potential is there to have like a very Arbiter role Metal Gear Solid 2-esque scenario as we've kind of talked about for the last couple weeks here. I don't see that happening just because Prime 4 is too early in the timeline. Like Samus is still very... Samus doesn't really start to lose trust in the Federation until Other M. That's like where she first experiences like some of the more corrupted aspects and then ah, even my friend you're making an assumption though that metroid prime 4 takes place after metroid prime 3 directly after and i'm not making that assumption i think it's wide open i think it's almost guaranteed that it takes place after federation force we'll see well so maybe that should be on the next edition. i was about to, i was about to say like that should be the the next bet because i i would honestly i'd go 100 on that bet even though i think that prime should move out of that space. I think there's much more interesting things that you can do post-Dread with the Prime games, but I think for now, it's Prime 4 is going to be taking place after, right after Federation Force. I'm not sold on that, and I'm coming up with a bunch of great ideas for the next Samus's percentages um, that I'm going to write down right now so I don't forget them. Uh, Doom, I had a lot of fun with this segment. This was a, this is a good topic to, uh, to debut, and we had a lot of good conversation. Absolutely. You know, I'm always a sucker for a good buy or sell segment. And so having this uh, Metroid theme variant of it, you know, always a good time. I uh, got some good discussion going. Uh, I feel like we agreed on a surprising amount of topics, but um, but those few that we uh, had the polarizing opinions on definitely, I think, created the uh, most interesting topics for sure. Really had a lot of fun. Well, we'll, we'll bring the segment back because uh, I, I had a list of at least half a dozen more that uh that we did not use today and uh as we're talking right now i'm thinking of again another half dozen that we could use in the future so let us know what you think about this and hey maybe we'll even take some fan submissions for uh samus's percentages so that'd be cool um but that's gonna do it for this week's show uh this is a lot of fun i had a great time doom this was uh it was a pleasure to finally like talk to you again i feel like it's been like forever yeah we i feel like we talk all the time but like to hear your lovely voice was a pleasure. Oh, well, thank you, Andy, and yours as well. Yeah, you know, school's just been, <laughs> school plus work has been really busy. I mean, you know, uh, I work, um, I do broadcast directing for my uh, school sporting events. And so, you know, we've just been doing a lot of weekend games, which is unfortunately when uh, we record the podcast. So it's been difficult to find some free time to do it. But semester ends in a couple weeks. And so you might be seeing me on the podcast a bit more frequently. Certainly come that inevitable June Direct, because not a chance I'm going to be missing out on that. Absolutely. And there is no chance that you should miss out on any episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast, and you can make sure that that happens by subscribing everywhere that you get your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, wherever. Uh, we'd really love it if you left us a five-star review, actually. That would be fantastic. And, uh, of course, we want you to check us out over on social media at Omega Metroid Pod at Spiteria316 at Duminal Cross and uh, check out the website while you're at it. There's tons of bonus content there on Patreon, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spiteri Show, so much other stuff that you can sink your teeth into if you do not have enough Metroid in your life. Uh, go out and check OmegaMetroid.com for that. That'll do it for this week. Until next week, everybody, take care. <laughs>